lot of folk thinks he died, and that's where he is, but we serve a risen Savior. And because he's alive, I'm alive. The Bible said in little John over there, he that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. And so without Christ, you cannot have life. You're not alive. You're dead in your sin. Uh, and you need to get saved today. What was it that Paul said? And you hath he quickened uh, who were dead in trespasses and sins. And that's where you are. Uh, if you've never trusted Christ, you're lost and without him dying and going to a devil's hell, needing to get saved. But boy, thanks be unto God because of what Christ done. You believe that and trust that in your heart. He will save you if you'll come to him. But let's look in Matthew chapter 10. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. We started a message last Sunday morning, and I feel uh, so impressed to finish it uh, today. Well, we're going to try to get it finished. Uh, Matthew 10, begin to read with me in verse 1. And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. And now the names of the twelve apostles are these, the first Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew his brother, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the publican, James the son of Alphaeus, and Lebanus, uh, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. Provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses, nor scrip for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes, nor yet stags, for the workman is worthy of his meat. And into whatsoever city or town you shall enter, inquire who in it is worthy, and there abide till you go thence. And when you come into an house, salute it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whosoever shall not receive you nor hear your words when ye depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. You can be seated this morning. Heavenly Father, we come to you. We thank you for today as we celebrate Easter. Uh, we celebrate your resurrection uh, from the dead. And that's what makes us alive. And I thank you for that. I thank you, Lord, that you had power to do that, to uh, defeat the devil, to defeat hell and the grave. And, Lord, because that, we no longer have to die in our sin. And I thank you for that. I pray that if there's somebody here lost, that you'd save them. Encourage them to get saved this morning. Show them their uh, shape without you, the place they're in, and just needs to get saved. And Lord, I pray they'd move today. Bring conviction upon their life. And Lord, I ask for the one that might need some help, might need some encouragement. I pray it would be found in you today. Would you help us preach now for just a little while? Let us be very attentive in that to the Holy Spirit. And I pray that you'd touch and anoint us afresh. And don't let me do anything in my flesh. But let me trust you and follow you today. And we'll tell you again that we love you. 
I pray you'd say that sinner's nearest tale for these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. As we looked at these verses uh, last Sunday, uh, we started a message on uh, three of the Lord's disciples. And we titled this message, A Fake, A Failure, uh, and A Friend. And we find as He calls His twelve disciples and uh, He commands them what to do, what to preach, uh, uh, and where to go, and gives them power, uh, uh, and that to prove that uh, they are His disciples. And so as they go out and do what Jesus uh, told them to do, you can come on over a little further, uh, uh, and you'll find that uh, as you go on that uh, we, we find that he tells them uh, later on uh, in this uh, uh, how that the disciple is not above his master uh, nor the servant above his Lord. Uh, uh, and that is so true today. We uh, have a job to do. And we'll find that out tonight if the Lord will help us. Uh, uh, we'll find out that he come to do his Father's will uh, uh, and he sent them out to do his will. Uh, can I say today that, friend, uh, he has a will uh, uh, for your life and you need to find out what it is and follow it. But we'll deal with that tonight. <coughs> as we look in this scripture, uh, uh, as they went out, he had called them uh, uh, 12 disciples uh, and gave them power. And last week we uh, dealt with Judas. We looked at Judas Iscariot, the one uh, uh, who had betrayed the Lord. He was a fake uh, uh, and a fraud. That word fake means uh, not real. Uh, uh, and we know what Judas was. He was a thief. The Bible tells us uh, uh, he was one that was only concerned about the money. Uh, he was only concerned about himself. Uh, uh, and he sold Jesus out uh, for 30 pieces of silver. Uh, they some folks sitting on a Baptist church pew uh, uh, that are no more uh, uh, than a fake. Uh, uh, they've never been saved. Uh, they, they, you know, it's kind of like the church in uh, uh, one of the letters there in the book of the Revelation. Uh, they have a name that they are alive, yet they're dead. Uh, uh, they've never been regenerated. Uh, they've tried reformation. They've tried to do better. Uh, uh, what was it he said? I believe it was in uh, Isaiah 4. In that day, seven women shall take uh, a hold of one man, saying, Let us eat thy bread. Uh, 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 but only let, what was it? Let me go over and look at that. Uh, what, how was it that he worded that in Isaiah uh, chapter 4 I believe it is uh, uh, when he talks about that they, they don't want to have a difference hey I'm telling you uh, when I got saved uh, uh, something happened to me uh, uh, something that made a life changing uh, and a life altering uh, difference uh, uh, in my life and that in serving uh, uh, the Lord uh, it said and in that day seven women shall take hold of one man saying we will eat our own bread and our own apparel, only let us be called by thy name uh, to take away our reproach. I, I understand uh, some of the doctrinal issues uh, but as we look at that today and apply it today, that's what a lot of folk are wanting to do. Uh, they're wanting to join the church, they're wanting to have a good name with the church, but friend, I'm telling you today uh, uh, you must be uh, born 
again. Amen. John 3 and 7, I, Jesus told Nicodemus, marvel not that I say unto you that you must be born again. I, I, you want to be different, not be fake, and not be a fr- You know why some people struggle so much uh, and that trying to serve a, a risen Savior? You know why they have trouble coming to church? Uh, you know why they have trouble in their home uh, uh, trying to do right, do things right? They've just never been saved uh, and they're a fraud. That's what they are. They're a fake. And that's what Judas was. He's traveling oh, with the Lord. He's traveling with the Lord uh, uh, and he's a fake. Uh, uh, and we look at all those things and we come to Peter. I hope you're not a fake today. I hope that you're saved and know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. But then we come to Peter. And as a matter of fact, it says right here that uh, the first Simon who is called Peter, the Lord called him. Called Judas, but he called Peter. And the Lord uses Peter down through time. He uses him mightily. But we looked at Peter's life, how Peter that sometimes had a great testimony. You remember he was the one that said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Whom else shall we go? Because thou hast the words of eternal life, Peter said. And so there was times that Peter knew some things and had some things figured out. We talked about how rash Peter could be that. Sometimes Peter didn't make some sense in some things that he done. You know, Lord, if you're going, you, you'll never wash my feet. And he said, Peter, if I don't wash your feet, then you'll have no part of me. He said, Well, then, Lord, don't don't just wash my feet only, but I wash my head, and my hands, and my feet. And he went from one extreme to the other. But boys, Peter, I believe it was in Matthew chapter twenty-six, told the Lord, "I'll never leave thee." He said, though all men desert thee, I'll never leave you, Lord. I'll go with you and die with you. You know what the Lord turned and told to Peter? He said, Peter, before the rooster crows in the morning, you'll have denied me three times. And so we find in Peter's life the one who does deny the Lord three times when the pressure gets really put on, when the heat gets put on about who he is and him being the Lord's disciples. As a matter of fact, Peter stood over around the fire and was cussing and said, I don't know the man. And the rooster crowed and the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And the Bible said he went out and wept bitterly. John 21, it was Peter who wanted to go back fishing. You know, Jesus called Peter and James and John out of fishing. You know, when I reread all this scripture and went to study it again, there was one thing I had actually forgot is that Peter, James, and John were partners. Uh, James and John were brothers. But Peter was partner with them. And the Lord called them from fishing and he said, from henceforth, I'll make you fishers of men. And he changed their uh, job title, if I could say that. But here Peter in John 21, he said, I go fishing, and he takes some with him. There's a lot of folk, when they fail, they just go right back to the same old way and the same old thing that Jesus called them out of. Hey, I'm glad the Lord called me out of some things and has kept me out of some things. You don't have to be a failure in serving the Lord. And I believe the Lord and Peter, I, I, I believe Peter got some things fixed up over there on the Sea of Galilee and we talked about all of that. But then I want to look at another apostle right here, another disciple that we come down in verse 2 
And it says that, that he called Peter and Andrew his brother, and James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother. As I read this, I was reminded that the Lord does call uh, family into the ministry. Uh, he, called, he called Peter and, uh, uh, and Andrew, they were brothers, he called them into the same ministry, if you'd let me say that. And then he called James and John, and they were brothers. I always wondered, I always sat back, I wondered about things when uh, God calls preachers and calls missionaries and uh, then brothers and sisters get involved and you always wonder, well, did the Lord really do that or uh, did they just do it because their brother done it or their sister went uh, on the mission field with her husband or something like that. You always wonder that and then uh, the Lord reminds us that He calls who He wants to call. And it don't matter whether they're brother and sister. It does not matter whether they're family or not family. Because right here we find that he calls two sets of brothers to be his disciples. But we come to this man by the name of John. And we've looked about how Judas betrayed the Lord because he was a fake. And we looked at Peter, how he failed the Lord when he denied him. And he goes back to the old life. But here we find some things about John, that John was a friend to the Lord Jesus. We sing an old song out of the Red Back book sometimes, I'll be a friend to Jesus. My life for Him I'll give. John right here, when we look at John's life and uh, we begin to study his life, uh, uh, that, that, that we learn some things about John, that one thing is it's five different times in the Bible. And you can take, take your Bible and go to the book of John chapter 13. But five times in the Bible we find... Uh, this statement made. In John chapter 13, uh, we find him uh, leaning upon the bosom of the Lord Jesus. And the Bible said in verse 23, John chapter uh, 13 and verse 23, now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. That was John, by the way. Four other times that Scripture, you know, John never refers to himself as John, he was always the disciple whom the Lord loved. Uh, sometimes he was called that other disciple. Uh, you find that, that here, I mean, he's a disciple that the Lord loved. Let, let me ask you something this morning. In our service to the Lord, what would, what would he say about us? Now see, I understand that John loves the Lord, but notice what the Scripture said, the disciple whom the Lord loved. Are you saying, preacher, he didn't love? I ain't saying he didn't love the other disciples, but I'm going to tell you something right here. There was 12 of them, and then there was three of them, Peter, James, and John. Them boys got to go see some things. And Brother Ralph preached on that so great here at Revival Time. But Peter, James, and John got to see things that nobody else got to see. They went on the Mount of Transfiguration with Jesus. They were over there in Jairus' house when uh, he raised his daughter from the dead. They were in the room with him. Uh, listen, it was Peter, James, and John uh, uh, that went in the garden of Gethsemane with him uh, and went a little further than the other disciples. Uh, those three men got to see a little more than the others did. But we find a man by the name of John. And the Bible said that that was the disciple whom the Lord loved. Imagine how close John was to the Lord. 
I mean, the Bible said right here in this, in this verse in, in John 13, uh, uh, it said, now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom. And I preached on that not too long ago about how close do you want to be to the Lord. He was leaning on the bosom of Jesus. He was laid right here. You say that's a little strange. Yes, it is. Amen. And I'm going to tell you, the closer you get to the Lord uh, uh, and the closer you get to Him and you lay on His bosom, you'll be strange too. Amen. People that live close to God, they're strange to everybody else that ain't doing that. And I mean, here he is. And I mean, John, is five times he's called the disciple whom the Lord loved. He's leaning on the bosom of Jesus. As a matter of fact, Peter's wanting to know who's going to betray the Lord. And he's lying on. And Peter motions to John and says, John, you ask him. We're not going to ask him. You ask him. You're closer to him. Can I ask you how close you are to the Lord today? Do you realize as John laid on the chest, on the bosom of Jesus, he could hear his heart beat? Can you hear the heartbeat of God for your life? You know that, you know that, that Jesus didn't have to talk too loud to talk to John. Sometimes to talk to me and you, he's got to get so loud because of everything else that's going on in this world. And we've been drawn away from him. We've been taken away from him. We've got a little further away from him. Not that we're living bad. Not that we're in sin. But we're just a little too far away from him. But you know with John, all he had to do was just lean down and he, he talked to him. You don't have to get too loud to talk to that young one right there right now, do you? Because you got him right there. Just talk to him. Sometimes the Lord has a hard time talking to us because we're too far away and we can't hear Him. How close are we? I'm talking about John being a friend. He could hear his heartbeat. He could hear the Lord talk to him when he spoke to him. Does the Lord talk to you? Can I ask you that question? Does the Lord ever talk? Brother Marvin just uh, talked so, so great uh, on, on the Word of God this morning in, in, in Sunday school. And you know, that's how the Lord talks to us. Some people are waiting on God to speak audibly to you. And, and sometimes I'm glad that, that, that it seems like He's talking audibly to us sometimes. But, but I, I, He talks to us through His Word. And if you never pick it up and you never read it, you're not going to get anything from him. Why would you? If you never go around somebody, they're never going to talk to you. They can't talk to you. Amen. Am I making sense this morning? All right. Making sure. He's a disciple whom the Lord loved, and he's leaning on his bosom, and he's close. I'm going to tell you, to get close to the Lord, you, you've got to give up everything else Amen. to get there. If you, want, if you want to be close to God, you can be close to the Lord. And He wants you to be close to Him. You know, the Bible said, draw nigh unto Him, and He'll draw nigh unto you. And I do believe that is conditional this morning. I believe you've got to do your part first. Amen. He said, draw nigh unto Him, and He'll draw nigh unto you. I believe you've got to make your way. I'm talking to folk that are saved. If you're not saved, you need to get saved. Amen. 
But I'm talking about somebody that's saved uh, that needs to draw close to God to get into His Word, to spend time in prayer, to decide that you're going to live for Him. Amen? To put on the new man, as Paul said in the book of Ephesians and Colossians. But it was John who leaned on his bosom. In John chapter 18... And I talk about him being a friend. It was one thing for John to be called the disciple whom the Lord loved. It was one thing for him to lean on his bosom there as he's getting ready after the Passover. But in John 18 and verse 15, Jesus has now been taken out of the garden. They've led him away to Caiaphas' palace. They're, they're, they're fixing to try him. And in verse 15 of John 18, it said, And Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. That was John. And that disciple was known unto the high priest and went in with, the high, and went in with Jesus into the palace of the high priest. But Peter stood at the door without. And then went out that other disciple, which was known unto the high priest, and spake unto her that kept the door and brought in Peter. Now let me read the next verse. And then saith the damsel that kept the door unto Peter, Art not thou also one of his uh, of this man's disciples? And he saith, I am not. Boy, the doorkeeper right there. Boy, she got him, didn't she? She got Peter. But notice what your Bible said about John. John when they take Jesus away and they're going to Caiaphas' house, here goes John right behind him. Here goes John. Now, uh, he don't know what's going to happen. He knows what just happened in the garden. He knows that they've come to take him away. He uh, knows that uh, they're, they're going to obviously take him to Caiaphas' house. But notice what it says right here. Uh, it, it said that other one, fought that, and so did another disciple follow him. And he goes in with Jesus, but Peter's standing outside. John goes back to get Peter to let him come in. I bet, that, I bet that bothered Peter. I don't think Peter wanted to go in. Ain't that just like some Christian that wants you to do something that you just don't want to do because your heart ain't in it? Maybe go on visitation. Maybe go witnessing with somebody. Huh? I had a preacher one time. I, I, I was fixing to preach a funeral and I was telling him, I was telling him I had to preach that funeral. I said, would you pray for me? He said, brother, I'll tell you what I'll do. We'll fast together over that thing. Fast together. I didn't talk about fasting. I talked about praying. <laughs> Man, that was irritating. I'd like to starve myself to death. I wasn't ready to do that. I think that's how Peter felt. John, he's just following the Lord. Why? He's a friend of Jesus. Jesus, he, I, I don't think John understood everything that was about to take place, but, but it didn't matter what was about to take place. John was going to go where Jesus was. Here stands Peter without the door, and he sends to go get Peter. And I, I, don't, I don't think Peter wanted to come in. The Bible tells us something very important right here. He tells him, it tells us what? That, that this disciple twice, which was known under the high priest. 
John, they, they knew who John was. Caiaphas, the high priest of there, he knew exactly who John was. I think John knew they knew who he was. Well, what's the problem? Well, John, John is actually putting his life on the line right here just a little bit as one of his disciples. See, the rest of the disciples are gone. Peter's standing outside and he's denying the Lord. He said, I don't know him. Why would he be doing that? Why would he be denying Christ? Well, man, they've already sent an army to come and get him. They've already sent, sent him out with stags and swords to come and get Jesus. He, I mean, Peter's already been ready to fight. He's already drawn a sword and cut off Malchus's ear. And the Lord Jesus puts it back on. And, and I mean, Peter's just in a mess. But here's John. He's followed Jesus in the Caiaphas' palace. And it didn't matter whether the high priest knew him or not. He was going in and was going to be there. With Jesus. As I studied this, I, I, I wondered, reckon, reckon Peter, excuse me, reckon John was over at uh, Pilate's judgment. The Bible does not tell us that. I just wonder that. Reckon he was there at Pilate's judgment. Reckon he followed Jesus over to Herod and uh, then when he come back, reckon he was there uh, when, when, when he was beat uh, uh, by, at the Roman whipping post and he had to go all the way to Calvary. <clears throat> In John chapter 19, you go to verse 25. And you know a lot of times we, we say uh, the only ones that went to Calvary with Jesus uh, was a little band of women over there. But do you realize that John was at Calvary? Yes. And John, see, that's what makes me think that wherever Jesus was, that's where John was. That's what makes me think he was at Caiaphas' palace. And, and I kind of think, and you can throw it out, and it's all right. I, you ain't going to hurt my feelings if you don't think like I do on this because we ain't got no book on it. Uh, but, but I do think that he followed Jesus. To Pilate's judgment. I do think that he followed uh, over to Herod and come back. I think he watched all of this take place. Because here at Calvary, in John chapter 19 and verse 25, the Bible said, Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, that was John, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. And then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her unto his own home. Jesus, as he's on the cross, he said, Behold thy son. But then he looks at John. Just a little band of women's down there. Just a few women that has followed him, that loved him and knew him. His mother's standing there and he looks at John. And he says, Behold thy mother. Something, something I wondered about. Do you realize that Jesus had brothers and sisters? Where were they at? Why was he telling John to take her home with him? Why wasn't Jesus, his brothers and sisters, taking care of their mother? Think about that for a second. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm not faulting him. I'm not saying anything. Because even in the book of Galatians, I, I, Paul comes up and he says he met with none. I saved the Lord's brother James. So he, I mean, James was... Uh, still, still doing what he needed to do. I understand all those things. But I always wondered, I, I, I think about this, why, why did he send her home with John? 
John's at Calvary with him. John's watching what happened. It really don't matter where his brothers and sisters were because here's John. John was a friend. John followed Jesus all the way to Calvary. What more would have me and you done? Think about that for just a second. What would have me and you done? Now Peter said, Lord, I'll follow you and I'll go with you and die with you. But boy, when push came to shove and the heat got on, Peter wasn't nowhere to be found. But here stands John. Reckon why he was called the disciple whom the Lord loved now. What would have me and you done? Would we have followed him to Calvary? Would we have been sitting in Caiaphas' palace and watching all this time? Hey, I'm talking about the man that was dying for them. The man that, that they had seen do great works. and I, I mean that, that was privy to a, a lot of things that nobody else had really ever seen. Uh, they knew what he was capable of. I think John followed him no matter what. And he was going to be a faithful friend all the way to the end. What about me and you? Would we be a faithful friend to Jesus? Like I say, we, that there's always been one problem that I've always had with that song in the Redback book. Is it says, I'll be a friend uh, to Jesus. My life for Him I'll spend. My wife says I shouldn't say this sometimes. I say, some of them songs will make you lie. And they will. You'll say things in them songs. We'll say, we'll say things in them songs that'll, that'll make us lie if we're not careful. Will we be a friend of Jesus? My life for Him, I'll spend. We sing a song where wheresoever he leads me, I'll follow. Here goes John, just following Jesus. Because he loves him. And he knows Jesus loves him. It was John who wrote the book of John and gave us this, but it's also John that wrote the book of the Revelation. You know, at the end of John's life, coming down to the end of things for him, or at least in his older age, you'll find that John was on the Isle of Patmos, and here's what he said in Revelations 1. He said, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation, and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was in the Isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. They imprisoned him over there on the Isle of Patmos. The emperor of Rome did. And that because of his testimony for the Lord Jesus and because of what he was preaching. John was obedient. He was a friend. Jesus said in John 15, Greater love hath no man than this, and that a man would lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. And John done exactly that. When it came time to go to Calvary, when Mary Magdalene had been over there, according to the book of John, she, after she sees Jesus, 
And, 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 and I love that story. I get excited every time I read that uh, because here she is and she's looking for the body. They took him, don't know where he's at. And uh, boy, he, he starts talking to her and she supposed him to be the gardener. And then he said, Mary. And she knew who he was and turned to him and said, Rabboni, which is mean master. Don't you love it when the Lord talks to you? And you know it's him that's talking to you. And nobody else. She goes and tells the disciples. and Peter and John light out. And they run down there to the tomb. Where Jesus no longer is. And the Bible said that John got down there first. And he looked in. And he didn't see Jesus. He was the first one there. What do you mean you fit in? Here. I think sometimes I, I, I feel more like Peter a lot of times than I do John. Because I feel like I fail miserably sometimes. Peter just had to come and get things took care of with the Lord. And you know what the Lord done with Peter? Man, he used him greatly in the early church. Why? He got things right. There was just some things wrong between him and Peter. You know, if things get wrong between you and the Lord, you just fix it. I don't think John ever had anything wrong with the Lord. He followed him. He was a friend. I would rather be that friend as to be that failure that had to get things fixed. I'd rather be that friend and just serve him and be obedient and follow Christ wherever he went, even if my life was going to be jeoparded. I mean, John's life was jeoparded. John's on the Isle of Patmos in his later life, all because of the Lord Jesus Christ. A fake, a failure, and a friend. How do you fit into that? How do you fit in? Let's bow our heads this morning.